building the business that I have now and actually making over six figures in six months. That shit is unheard of going beyond the expected. Like I've always attached my identity to this ideal of being more than what is expected of me. Hey there, you're listening to the Jerisha Said Podcast, episode 14. Having the courage to start your own business and actually sell your consulting services online can be tough. Look, it may not be easy, but it can be simple. In each season, we take a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain a solid understanding of what's required to serve, sell, and scale your consulting business. All you have to do is listen to what Jerisha said. If you are ready for a transparent, all the way real, edge-snatching strategies, grab your castor oil and keep listening. I am your host, corporate engineer turned online business consultant, Jerisha Hawk. I am sitting here in this moment of reflection and like breakthrough and aha, recognizing that I'm pretty sure that I'm going through an identity crisis. And this is something, you know, I've heard of midlife crisis before. I have heard of things like that, but I'm recognizing that I'm currently going through an identity crisis. And I just wanted to kind of talk this through because I'm realizing the more I talk about it, the better it's actually helping me and serving me. And wanted to be kind of interested to know, has anybody else been in this or gone through this? But one thing that has been going on, I've been kind of, anytime that I'm growing and going through this moment or period of evolution and growth, my life gets extremely uncomfortable, which I think happens for anybody because growth is what? It is uncomfortable. You're literally evolving into the next level. You're transcending to whatever the next level of abundance is. Parts of you have to change. Certain things that you're doing have to become something different. And recognizing that this shit's hard. And for me, it's been really, really hard and just really uncomfortable. And I'm questioning a lot of the things that I'm doing, but just major, major shout outs to Johnny for our like super long conversation that we had last night. Major, major shout outs to my homeboy Chet for the combos we have. Major, major shout out to Jordan Gill, like my business bestie and like partial love of my life. And for one of the mastermind groups I'm in, because having these continuous conversations in such a short time span is helping me accelerate my discovery of what's really going on and becoming more self-aware of how do I pick myself up out of this and still be able to move forward and just do whatever the next best step is. So what is an identity crisis? And the thing that I'm recognizing is that one, we all have some sort of identity. We all have an identity. We all have something that we define ourselves as, whether we know it or don't know it. But the one thing that I recognized last night on a phone call is I've always attached my, like how I define success and my identity based on the principle that I have to be more than what is expected of. And that's how I've been all my life. Like everything that I've done from like really what I could remember, I'm always trying to be the thing that wasn't expected of me to be. So like growing up without my parents, What's the normal statistics of somebody who grows up without having their parents? You know, normally things don't work out that well. Things worked out pretty well for me. Being a black female engineer, literally there's only 1% of people who fit that demographic in the country in the United States. Going, That's going beyond the expected. Running out of financial aid my senior year of school, but being able to start a business and make 50 grand in like 14 months, 
that shit's not normal. Going beyond the expected, building the business that I have now and actually making over six figures in six months. That shit is unheard of going beyond the expected. Like I've always attached my identity to this ideal of being more than what is expected of me. And, but then I had last night on the phone conversation, I realized that because I'm in a space right now where I'm continuously experiencing that. And normally my identity normally is attached to once I achieve whatever I understand what the bar is. But once I identify what the bar is and once I exceed it and excel at it and achieve whatever that thing is, I normally stop and go find a new bar for me to excel and overcome. And I'm at a point now where like in this business, I've built this business, been able to like achieve radical success, not only for me, but even for the clients that I serve that are completely, again, beyond the expected helping other people get to six figures in less than six months, all of those things. And like been able to do that for repeated clients or being able to help clients like make consistent four figures a month. Or like even in my courses, people are making back the $1,500 that they paid for their course. They're making it back before the course is even over, which is like, again, crazy unheard of in our industry. And I'm realizing normally when I have identified what the bar is and I've excelled at going beyond what is expected of that bar and achieving it, I normally stop and get out. And I'm at that point right now. Like, so at this point now in my business, quitting my corporate job, building this business, being at a place come January, 2018 that we're in right now, just finishing out the last six months and excelling and killing it. Normally I would quit right now and stop what I'm doing and go create a new project to overcome. And I'm recognizing that I'm having an identity crisis because so much of me is evolving and changing so rapidly that I'm starting to like, I feel, and this is what I recognize today, is that I feel like I'm not recognizing myself anymore. I'm buying Lululemon. I never used to wear Lululemon. And I went to New York with Jordan and I bought my first Louis Vuitton bag. Like when I go to the mall now, I'm going to the expensive side of Somerset and buying Stuart Wiseman boots and red bottoms. Like, or, and even outside like the material, luxurious, like tangible shit that we deal with in life. But like, I recognize that I'm operating in healthier relationships. That's not normal for me. I'm setting like different boundaries and holding myself and other people accountable to those boundaries. That's not normal for me. And there's, so from like the physical realm of like the finances, from the personal realm of like love and relationships and romance, from the spiritual realm, like, you know, it's you guys, if anybody follows me on Instagram, if you read any of my Instagram stories, pretty much every day, I'm throwing out seeds of spiritual inspiration. That wasn't me a year ago. Like me having the relationship that I even have with God, where I'm intentionally like seeking out individualized time to get to know him and like really learning how he speaks to me and being able to hear that and listen to that. Like these are not part of the identity that I knew that I used to be or that I was. And I feel like the reason why I'm in this space of discomfort is because I'm having some sort of identity crisis in the sense that like I no longer feel like when I look in the mirror, I'm seeing the woman that I used to be. And it's not even in the thing that was like the huge aha because of the amazing women that are in the mastermind group that I'm in. And guys, this is why I preach. It's so important to have community and so important to be in masterminds and so important to have trusted individuals who are in your community space who can pour into you in these times. Cause I would not 
be able to, I think, gracefully progress the way that I am if it weren't for these people. But the thing that was an aha to me is not that like I'm becoming less of who I am, but I'm finally evolving into the person I've always been meant to be. And that's kind of scary, right? Like I am the woman who was able to have high quality experiences from how I operate in business, from how I shop, from how I eat, from the relationships I have, from the continued success that I have and the consistent success that I have in business, from having the most amazing clients who do choose to say yes to me and me being able to pour into them and to create an amazing like five star client experience to wow them and help them get radical results. Like this is the woman that I've always been called to be. And just now I'm really starting to like dip my toe into that pool of abundant greatness and I'm evolving and it feels like an identity crisis. Like it feels like who is this person? Who am I? Where did Jerisha Hawk go? Like, and I'm recognizing that part of me has been trying to self-sabotage against that. And I've been talking about that for a while and it's something I'm still working through, but like, there's just all sorts of new norms that are coming my way. Like being able to have friends call me up saying like, Jay, I got us tickets to go to Cancun. You're trying to roll this weekend. Old identity. Like what? I can't just get up in the middle of the week and go to Cancun on Friday. And today is Thursday. That doesn't fit the identity that I used to be. But who's to say that that's not the person that God has always called me to be, to be able to have that freedom and flexibility, but also to have other high quality people in my life to even create that opportunity for me to live like that. And that's just an example, but it's something I'm noticing, like the identity that I used to be is struggling and combating against it and is trying to fight it, saying like, you can't do that. You're not allowed to have that amount of freedom. You're not allowed to make that much money. You're not allowed to impact this many people. You're not allowed to help this many people get radical results and all these things. And the quote that I have got to mention that Kelly Ruda said today, if you guys do not follow her, go follow her like now. The thing that she said today that really woke me up is like, one, we're growing and evolving. But two, it's focus on being more than doing more. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. This episode was brought to you by my premium program, Services That Sell. If you've been thinking about niching down and creating a four-figure service that you can sell consistently, and if you have been searching for a simple way to sell your services without a complicated funnel, I encourage you to sign up for my free masterclass at jerishahawk.com backslash masterclass. I'll make sure you know everything you need to gain the clarity you crave to confidently sell your services online. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash masterclass now. Focus on being more and not doing more. And I feel like that just gave me so much like permission and peace and calmness on my heart and my spirit. Because I think sometimes when we get into these like crisis moments, when all shit hits the fan and we're, we're in like this emotional roller coaster whirlwind twirl of BS, what do we normally do? We try to go do more, 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 rather than thinking about who do we need to be in this moment and who do we need to become in order for us to actually transcend to the next level. It's not so much about doing more, but it's like, who do you need to become? I have to give a shout out to Renee Coakley because she is actually going to be joining my team and she referred this amazing podcast to me. And in the episode, it was like, how can just what would success do? Asking yourself the question, what would success do? And that's something that I have really been trying to check in with myself every moment, especially going through this like identity 
I don't even want to call it a crisis because it's not a negative thing. It's like identity evolution. But the thing that I keep asking myself is like, what would the half a millionaire woman in me do in this moment? And act based off the person I know I want to become and not based off the identity that I currently know to be true. But how do I start thinking and seeing and acting beyond what I currently know is reality and seeing things not as they are, but as I want them to be and operating out of what that type of person would do. So it's more about being more instead of doing more. And God has been feeding me signs on the daily about this. And I want to read over some of the past, like, I literally opened my Bible last night after getting off the phone with Johnny. And I'm just like, I'm going to flip to whatever is open in the book. And I, that's just, I know that that's exactly what I'm going to need. And you guys know I'm new on my spiritual biblical journey, but it opened up to the book of Esther. And this woman is completely phenomenal. But the thing that I wanted to read, and I think I'm saying this to you because I need to keep hearing it for myself, but I hope that the message that I'm sharing is reaching the people that it needs to reach. I pray that God in this moment right now is giving me the words that is anointing the words that I'm speaking and just allowing me to be the vessel that I am. But the thing that popped up and that I read that I want to share with you guys is one, it says, be patient. And what does being patient actually mean? It doesn't simply mean to wait. It means swallow some of the suffering that comes when things don't go your way. It also means it isn't just about your disappointment. It is also that how I express that disappointment will impact others. And that to me was so profound that being patient doesn't mean just simply waiting, but it means swallowing some of the suffering that comes when things don't go your way. And it also means that it isn't just about your disappointment. It is also about how I express that disappointment and how that will impact others. Like so, so good. So the prayer there is like be open to learning, be available to speak the words of the blessings to others and recognize the different ways that God communicates to you and shows love to you. And I'm like, God is, and I've been doing that. I've been receiving that. But another thing that in Esther that they talk about is for such a time as this, the Bible wasn't written to me, but it was written for me. And that the thing that really I think is calming me and I'm trying to remind myself of continuously is that God fashioned us. He knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our gifts. He knows that what he wants to accomplish in and through us. And he chooses accordingly, strategically. And I think I've been in this moment where I feel like I'm unqualified to receive the abundance that God has been giving me because it doesn't fit the identity of the person that I currently know to be true. But God is helping me, you know, is giving me opportunities and putting the people, the experiences, the business vision in my life because he knows who I am going to become. And I need to have like operate out of a space of faith and obedience and operate from perspective of discernment to be able to be patient to be still in this moment, but to know that God knows what he's, he knows what he's doing. You know, he knows what he wants to accomplish in and through us. He chooses us accordingly to that and very strategically. This is not by any whim. You know, God has placed me here in this setting on purpose. None of it is coincidence, not for me and not for you. So like, I think this to me again, goes back to the identity and like, all the things that we're having, all the things that we're experiencing, all the things that we're going through, like we have got to get grounded in the fact that like God is doing this strategically and on purpose. This is not by happen chance. You are not experiencing whatever you're experiencing for no reason. And it is not just by like sheer coincidence that you have what you have. Like when we really, oh, I got to keep going. This, this is just like, I just had to share this.
So one thing that they continue to talk about in the story of Esther is that if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another, meaning that we can say yes and experience the wonder of being used by an almighty God, taking part in a much larger story than any we could craft for ourselves, or we can choose and say no and miss out. The wonder will fall to another. And I think that we have to recognize and always remember that we have a choice. We can either choose to like lean into faith and obedience and operate from a space of discernment, or we can actually choose and say no and miss out on what God has for us. And he may potentially give that blessing to somebody else or somebody else will fall and like live out whatever that is. And I think when opportunities come our way and we allow fear and we allow the distraction of the devil to like remove us from what God really has for us, that's a choice that we're making. And I, you know, that to me was just like in every moment, we always have the option to choose. We always have the option to choose. And we always are making a choice. Even when we choose not to make a choice, we're still making a choice. So I think that that's something we continuously need to remember. And then they continue to go on and say, like, sometimes I do say no, not rebelliously, not even intentionally, but I can say no by turning a deaf ear to God. I forget that he's in control and there's a reason I'm living this life, not somebody else's. And that's like so big. How often do we turn a deaf ear to what God is saying? So then we feel as if we don't have to make a choice. Like, "Mm, I'm going to just keep blocking whatever I'm hearing right there. So the biggest thing here is is like none of this is happenstance. None of this is random chance. None of this is the luck of the draw. We're placed here strategically on this path with its valleys and its peaks, detours and shortcuts by a loving, all-knowing, all-powerful, perfect God for such a time as this. And it is just like, what are the odds that this is what I'm going through? And I just literally opened the Bible and that's just the page that it fell on. And the only other thing I want to share with you guys, and I'm going to get off my Bible moment here. Because this is where it's like, okay, I may know all this to be true, but like, what am I supposed to actually do? (laughs) Like, this is great. I understand the concept, but like, what do I actually need to do? And the thing, it's funny because when I was saying that, I opened up the next page and like, God gave me the answer yet again. I'm like, Lord, I love how you work. I just love how he works. But the thing that they reference in Esther is that Esther wasn't even confident when and what she needed to do at the beginning either. And that's where I feel like. I feel like I'm not confident in what I know I need to be doing. And first she started with a three-day fast and praying. And then from there, it was like, remember that on these days when God is calling you to, doesn't feel very secure. So when you're feeling unsecure, this is what you're supposed to do. Most of our decisions in life and leadership will be next best step decisions. What is the next best step that God is asking you to take or to lead your team through. Taking the next best step is where faith and obedience collide. Faith for the unknown and obedience to the next step of action. Responding to the discernment of the situation and being obedient to just what is the next best step. Learning to be comfortable and confident in those steps of obedience is what makes you a great leader. And and sometimes we get so caught up that like we want to know all of the things right now. We want to know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, like who's going to happen with all these things. And that's not normally how God talks to us. And it's crazy because even yesterday, this is what I mean by like, God has been speaking to me on the daily about this. And I posted it on my Instagram story. And I do want to share this because I think it applies like really, really well. 
God does not reveal his vision for our lives all at once. God reveals his vision when he knows we are ready and able to receive it. As we willingly follow his lead, he will provide everything we need to accomplish his purposes. And it's just like, you know, we get so caught up in like, why isn't he telling me exactly what I need to do, when I need to do it, how I need to do it right now? But like you think about how many blessings God grants and gives us every second of every day. Like even for you to have like woken up where you woke up today, how many blessings did he already give you that you didn't even acknowledge? Like the fact that you opened your eyes, the fact that your body knew to breathe, like the fact that your body knew to breathe the entire time that you were asleep, the fact that like you have the job that you had that was able to pay the rent that you paid at the beginning of this month so you can even wake up in the bed that you currently woke up in. Like he's constantly answering our prayers even when we're not asking for them. So who are we to fret the one time we want him to answer a prayer in a very specific way when we want to, how we want to in this moment. Like he's answering millions of prayers every day, every second. And we don't even acknowledge, sometimes we don't even ask or like give grace or like show gratitude for the things that he's already continuously giving us. Just because our ego, we kind of have come to just kind of expect it just because it's just, we're used to just receiving it. He's constantly answering our prayers. He's constantly like, giving us exactly what we need, how we need it. Just having an able body, like for us to even be having the conversation we're having, he's already answered like a bajillion prayers by like the person who invented Wi-Fi, the person who invented Facebook, like for you guys to be able body, to even have the time and the moment and whatever, to even be on this live with me in this moment. Like there's so many prayers, like it's just, I don't even know how to explain that anymore. But just if you're in a place where you feel like, crazy uncomfortable you feel like you may not be recognizing the person that you think you know recognize that you're not you are changing but you are becoming the person that God has always called you to be and your identity is evolving and it is transforming and it's just like how can you just focus on what is the next best step and also be able to recognize that like you are experiencing things beyond what you currently know is reality and that's good. Like That's okay. That's what's supposed to be happening. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Because sometimes our human brains can't even fathom the like the amazingness that he has for us. So when we start receiving it, it's like, I didn't even know this was possible. And God's like, I know. Well, now you know it to be true. Because here it is. Like, don't fight it. Don't self-sabotage against it. Don't reject it. Receive this because this is who you've always been called to be. And this is what you've always been called to have. You weren't able or ready to receive it until this moment. And now you have it. And best believe I'm going to give you the resources and the things that you need to manage and maintain it. Just operate from a space of discernment. Give glory to me throughout the process and you'll be all good. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? (laughs) Get it so hard. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because that's like really where my heart's at and talking about stuff helps me get through it because the more I can communicate it and speak life to it, the more I shed light on the darkness of my fears, the quicker I'm able to actually get out of my own stuff. So thank you for joining me today. I hope this was helpful for somebody else. I hope that this message received those that it needed to receive. So I wish you all the absolute best as you continue to venture on your day, as you continue to move forward on the week. Really start to analyze, like, what do you currently attach your identity to and recognize are parts of what you're attaching your identity to, what is true and what is not true. And also be able to, like, understand that God knows more than we know and that we really need to allow faith and obedience to come into play 
as he's bringing things into our life that are beyond what we currently know as reality, because it's meant for us and we need to be open to receiving it. And I'm working on this too. This stuff is not easy, but yeah. Thanks for rocking out with me, guys. I will talk to you guys soon. Choose to make today great and I will talk to you guys later. Bye, y'all. Hey, Hawk Hustler. Thanks for listening in today. If you are ready to turn your side hustle selling services into a profitable online consulting business, visit jerishahawk.com backslash masterclass. Within just one hour of this free masterclass, yes, free 99, you will have a proven framework to convert more clients consistently. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash masterclass and I will see you there.